episode 34 of the PressCast podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe Letelio, Knight Editor Ben Rowe. I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. Let's get right to it. Joe, what do you want to talk about food-wise today? Well, not so much food-wise. <laughs> oh, hold on. You got to say Joey Bats. Joey Bats. There we How go. are we doing? Good. Ben? We are looking good. Okay. Okay. Now let's get back to the food. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Tomorrow is, we, Ben and I were talking about this earlier, and maybe we can get food <laughs> intertwined in here somehow. Okay. Tomorrow is April 1st, April Fool's Day. That's right. And Ben jokingly said, let's do a fake front page tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, you know, there was a time when we did that once. Mm. I don't know if we've ever had this discussion before. I hadn't heard this story before. Um, okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> April Fool's Day. This had to be in the late 80s, I think. Dave Pazak was our photo editor. Yeah. And I, it was kind of a newspaper tradition to do stuff like this back then. Although it's not anymore, yeah. as my erstwhile colleague tells me. Um, erstwhile. <laughs> he, Dave took a picture of the ferry landing as it was back then, mm-hmm. with the road leading on, the little ramp leading onto the boat, and he superimposed a bridge. So it looks like <laughs> you're driving onto a bridge instead of the ferry. And he wrote a, a fake, obviously, cut line that said, public officials uh, ceded to pressure and decided to heck with it, let's build a bridge. <laughs> and it's established now at Cumberland Head. And it, you know, the photo... It looked like it looked pretty. It looked pretty yeah, real. It, ha ha! April Fools. Sure. Uh-huh. And he explained that everyone um, goes down to the bridge. And <laughs> <laughs> people, people, a lot of people laughs. Some people didn't like it. Yep. Uh, why are you fooling us? Blah blah blah. Uh, that around the same time, maybe that that same year, but there was a guy named Tim Singer who was the. Um, Sports anchor for Channel 5, WPTZ. Okay. Um, he did an April 1st story saying that Major League Base, uh, Montreal Expos had to leave Canada and relocate to the U.S. So in an emergency, they are now the Champlain Expos. And, <laughs> and he had footage of a baseball field in Champlain yep. and made this, this phony story. People got very upset about that. <laughs> Because Harris Graphics uh, was a big employer up there at the time. They had just announced they were leaving. It yeah. was like 500 jobs lost. And people were calling saying, this is a depressed rural area. and We're yeah. losing Harris. And you're making fun of us. That's not cool. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, relax, people. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> but that was a time. How times have changed. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a, the norm to yeah. do April Fool's pranks right. like that. Oh, that's fake like, news. Yeah, <laughs> so, so now, much fake now news. We totally different. Now we can't do that. I that remind that that makes me think of. I was trying to find it on Twitter while you were talking there. Um, I can't find. I remember one off the top of my head though. There's this um, New York Post sports account. It's a parody, but it looks super real until you actually read the content that is coming from the tweets. And um, just the other day, they they tweeted out something that said. Why Glaber Torres, the New York Yankees shortstop, will win Rookie of the Year in his fourth season? Can't do that, obviously. <laughs> and then there was something else. There was something else that I laughed at pretty hard. I can't remember what it was, but just funny stuff like that. There is a place for it. 
Well, you just got to know your demographic, and I guess. And we, of course, the all-time April Fool's story, the great one, um, I, uh, ran about, I think it ran in 1985 in Sports Illustrated. Okay. Sid Finch, The Curious Case of Sid Finch. I don't know. I, I, oh, you got to read that. Yeah, I've never heard the story before. George Plimpton wrote it. It was about a guy, an average guy, who <laughs> discovered the Zen of pick, pitching <laughs> through Buddhism or something, and he's... Could supposedly could throw 168 mile <laughs> fastball. If that, if he would end baseball right there. And they had photos and they had interviews and it was yep. really, really well done. Um, but it was a classic April Fools. That's real. <laughs> that is real. Yeah, funny. yeah, it is. First published April 1st, 1985. Yeah. <laughs> Finch was raised in the English orphanage, learned yoga and Tibet, and could throw a fastball as fast as 168 miles per hour. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's can you imagine facing a fastball 160? You didn't I didn't see it. No, you would not be able to see that. All right, um, then now the question is best April Fool's pranks that you've pulled. I I really I'm not a big April Fool's Come I, on, I Jeremy. No, I haven't. Joe, for Divas. I can't think of I that. haven't even had one pulled on me, I don't think, honestly. Just yeah, I've had little things. My sisters used to fool me when I was a kid. A will be cushion? Um, uh, <laughs> like would they would uh Empty the cereal box and put it in front of me for breakfast. <laughs> That's a classic one that I shouldn't be telling because I should pull it on Joe, but that we used to do a lot back down in Willsboro was you would go to the, like the teacher's computer mm-hmm. and take a screenshot of their like desktop and then make oh. that their wallpaper and then hide their icon. Joe would lose it. <laughs> when they go and try and click on Internet Explorer, there's not really a button and they're like, None of my things are working. <laughs> That's actually very funny, and you would definitely fall for that. Yes. Probably. <laughs> ben Rowe, why are none of my buttons working? Ben, I need you. <laughs> Shouts from Joe's office. So before we went any further, oh, yeah, go ahead. What is the origin of April Fool's Day? Guys? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I was thinking, though, before we go to the Spongebob thing, Lee Ferrickson Day? Because that's like our social media oh, yes. April 2 or something. Hinga dinga dirty. But, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But while we looked that up, I wanted to say one thing. I had uh, a really enjoyable um, – I, I, I had a guest appearance on um, – Jack Downs is um, – one of his classes at Plattsburgh State, Jack Downs is a former, um, actually, writer here uh, from uh-huh. the Post Republican. But um, one of his classes, uh, one of the online platforms for Plattsburgh State in the journalism department is called All Points Now. And um, Jack had me on as a, as a guest speaker to talk with his class. And um, I really enjoyed it. I, I must have talked for, you know, I was with them probably for almost an hour, um, a little bit under an hour probably. And I was telling Joe this, Ben, before before you came in so mm-hmm. we could record. I said, um, you never know if the students are actually going to, like, ask questions. Because Jack said, you know, hey, the kids will ask questions. You know, it should flow pretty nicely. So I said to Joe, I said, I was prepared to just ramble on, if, if need be, filibuster, if you, if you will. Imagine um, that, Ben. Joe yes. talking. <laughs> I, th- I see you guys, you guys make fun of me. You guys make fun of me for that, but like... It's a on, skill. It's a skill, and honestly, like, this is our job. This is what we it's do, true. you know? Talking about the news. If, I mean, you're making fun of me for a skill set. No, that, no, that no, not no, everybody no, has. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but 
it was really enjoyable. The students had really good questions, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to take a second to, to say thank you to them. And also, during the course of that conversation, one of the questions that was asked about how we started the podcast. Hey. Um, and, and we talked about that for a little bit, and I said how, you know, it was just an idea I had when the pandemic hit and there wasn't a lot going on. And um, here, we you know, everything is kind of hectic again, busy like it was before the pandemic started to a certain extent. Um, I should say more normal, even though we're not completely normal, but uh-huh. um, they, they they asked me about that, and I said, yeah, we, we pitched it, got a mic, I used my own laptop, I recorded on Audacity, and they're like, oh, that's cool, because that's what they still use at Pottsburg State for different audio-video yeah. type of uh, classes, and I thought that was really cool, so shout out to all the uh, All Points Now students, because that was, uh, I really enjoyed that, and uh there was, I waited all, right till the end. There was, I knew this question was going to come eventually. I just didn't know who was going to ask it. Somebody asked me who my favorite play, uh, favorite athlete was. Yeah, <laughs> I knew yeah, that yeah, was going to yeah. happen. Ben, do you know who my favorite athlete was? Um, Yogi Berra. No, but that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. You know what Yogi said one time? When you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> I will pick it up. <laughs> but yeah. it's Derek Jeter. It's Derek Jeter. Ah, yes. And I, I not was, even Kobe. No, not Kobe. Not Kobe. Kobe's up there though. Um, but I said, I said, I, I was talking to Joe about this too. I was, you missed a lot, like mm-hmm. like a two minute conversation. But I said oh, about subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> and you can get these pre <laughs> yes. recording conversations. You can have me a real money maker. Um, but I said one of the, like obviously when I was a little guy, like Derek Jeter was so cool. But I remember one time in a post game interview, there were people were thinking he was hurt. You know, there was some issue going on that was affecting his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, if I'm on the field, I'm here. I'm going to give 100%. I'm good to go. If I'm not on the field, that's when I'm hurt. And I kind of take that philosophy into my job. Like, yeah. if I'm here in the office or out and about doing my job, I'm working. If I'm not, if I'm, like, not feeling well or something, I'm not. But otherwise, if you show up to work, you work. And the kids really kind of, like, appreciated that sentiment and um, talked about a lot of different things and, one thing that we definitely talked about right at the end, because I made Jack mention it, was my my competition with Jack Downs that started when I was a sophomore in college of who could wear shorts for the longest before winter started. <laughs> um, really? Yes, Jack and I would have a fierce competition. The last couple of days would always be brutal, but I won every time since we have started that competition. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I ever recall ever see, seeing Jack Jack wears shorts. shorts all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? You, yeah. You uh-huh. just... <laughs> I, yeah, that's strange. I missed it. But yeah, it was he. He made Jack laugh so hard. Um, and yeah, there was one time where it was. It had to have been like thirty degrees out, and I had class with Jack that day, and I think it was a web design class. I think I actually might have been his teaching assistant at the time. Yeah, because it was my senior year, and I was wearing shorts. It had to have been like thirty-five, thirty degrees out. It was snowing outside, and I wore shorts that day because I knew Jack had continued to wear shorts. And I walked in, and he goes. Damn, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, "God, you won!" And I and I and I said, "Yes, yes, I did." And I said, "I am freezing." <laughs> so thankfully, that class was in the morning. I proved myself. Went back home and put pants on. <laughs> but I won the shorts competition, and as you can see, shorts shorts today. Yes. So big big day for the shorts game. But it's gonna snow tomorrow. I know. I was gonna I was gonna say, are you guys ready for the the April snow showers? Bring May flowers. Yes, it always happens. First week in April, we get a snowstorm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But they, it looks like three to five, something like four that. Four to eight. Four, oh, four to eight now? Yeah, whatever. Knows. The thing is, it's going to be heavy, so that's going to kind of stink a little bit. But 
Um, but Ben, well, speaking you're, looking of, at, you're looking at your phone, and I know I your, your sparkly new iPhone 12. Yes. Oh, they're very nice. What color is that considered? That is um, candy red, ruby red, something. Ruby like that. red. Yeah. Yes. This press publican podcast brought to you by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you can find <laughs> our podcast on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> but tomorrow is April 1st. Yes. Then, 19 days past that, it's April 20th. Yep. 420. Yes, which will be an even more, this will be this the greatest year, yes. 420 in New York history. The Boubange. Yes. <laughs> as as Joey puts it, I think that's a Canadian thing or something. I don't know, I heard it <laughs> once and I had, it's, it's a good reference and I enjoy just saying the word Boubange. It's the fact that I made a new logo for the paper last night for um, our coverage of legal marijuana in New York. Exciting times. Is this like, you know, I mean, this this actually like coming to fruition, this has been talked about for years. Well, that's why I was going to ask Joe Latemplio, is when do you recall the conversation for legal uh, marijuana? I, I recall it as far back as when I was in college. Oh, geez. In the early 80s. Um, Paul McCartney. <laughs> We're going back. Was a big uh, proponent of legalizing uh, marijuana. He got caught um, with, oh, yes. I think, going in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. It was then. a big thing, and then mm-hmm. they released him, and he was doing an interview, and the reporter said, Will you ever smoke marijuana again? And he said, Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so. It's it's been that far as it's only picked up steam as a reality in terms of legislation to approve it in the last few years. I think when I think what was it? Colorado was the first state. I believe yes. so. Washington, yes, Washington, and Colorado. Yeah. yeah, that was a couple. Yeah, I remember that was that was an exciting night. It's like whoa, this is actually happening. When that happened, <laughs> and then that started the ball rolling. And it's been talked about for a long time in New York, which is considered a progressive liberal mm-hmm. state. Um, but, you know, as with anything in the New York legislature, they can't agree on anything. <laughs> yeah. So how much money are they going to collect? Where is it going to go? What are the regulations? You know, there's all kinds of stakeholders in sure. every issue in, in this state. And, and we've seen that again. Now, some people believe... Because the governor was an obstacle to this for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, some people believe that he's no longer such an obstacle because he needs things to happen (laughs) now. He needs to make other than being accused. He needs to to whack the dog a little bit. Yes, get some attention away. Some distractions. Needs friends. Would say lots of friends. Um, So, it is going to be interesting to see how it unfolds here. What I found um, interesting was. They projected, I think I saw a story where they projected $350 million revenue a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, that's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. In terms of government money, no. No. I mean, how... That's peanuts. Right. Uh-huh. And then that raises the question, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, it's either $350 million or zero, so that's right, part of it. But, but how much is it going to cost you to regulate it mm-hmm. and, and, you know, police it and so to speak, um, you know, the sale of it and and well, all of that. So. I thought the local reactions were interesting. That they were. A lot of um, legislators were concerned about driving well on marijuana, and but then there were others who were saying it's happening anyway. 
Yes. And is that yes. even back in Charlotte Templia's day, if they're doing it anyway, then might as well be doing it, you know, safe and under the government's pocket, that kind of thing. <laughs> and also, I'd like to learn more about the argument that um, uh, pirate weed dealers will undercut the legal sale price. Mm-hmm. How I'd like to see how that could happen. Well, I mean, you know, the people who make bathtub liquor don't exactly undercut the liquor stores, so it's like... Yeah, I mean, you know, is there really, would there really be a market for that? Well, I mean, one would presume that if the the legal stuff is better, then you'll go for that. So. And it, I think it's like any other product, you know, you don't want to price your your customers out of the market. Well, I know uh, that Joey and I have talked often about... Um, the doing look back in the prohibition days and that kind of thing. Yeah. And just the fact that back in the twenties, the you know, you read about as I'm sure Joe has seen in my look backs of the fact that they were like catching cars up near the Canadian border, running rum across the border and that kind of thing. And so to have um Sheriff Favreau talking about prohibition and that kind of thing and Again, it's tough to, once the genie is out of the bottle, it's tough to put it back. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, and people are going to do it anyways, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, so, I don't know. It's and be... you figure, you know, it's it's already a thing up in Canada, so. <laughs> that's true. It's the fact, I still well, remember going up to um, to Montreal the one time and walking around the, <laughs> um, the biodome and that kind of thing, and sniffing the air and being like, whoa, and, oh yeah, it's legal. There. It's all around. <laughs> I mean, around New York City, you have Canada, Vermont, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Is Connecticut, is it legal in Connecticut? Not I sure. don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're pretty much surrounded by it. Yeah. So it stands to reason. I think it's probably going to happen everywhere else, but eventually not too far away either. Mm. I'm just shocked that we got legalized before sports gambling. <laughs> Like, again, everybody's fighting over the pie. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because Cuomo wants the sports gambling to be through the casinos, which I, th- I th- or it's vice versa. The that. casinos. Yeah. yeah. Which is stupid. Just regulate the stuff. You're going to make a bunch of money. It, it, you know how dumb it is for, like, people who live, like, closer to the New York, New Jersey border? They can, like, go on, like, bet MGM, yep. and they can't place their bet in New York, but they just drive across the state line, <laughs> place their bet, and then drive back home if they want to. How dumb is that? Yeah. And New Jersey's making a bunch of money off of it, and New York's just sitting there being stupid. No, they can't agree on anything. No. And they would make a lot of money off of me if that was legal. Joey's like, forget the pot. Give me legal gambling. You know what, though? I should say this. You know, yeah, forget, the, forget the weed. Just give me gambling. Oh, there's a lot of people that feel, would feel that way. But, but like, I am, because, you know, I, I'm a huge fantasy sports person. I love fantasy mm-hmm. sports. I would, do a, I, I would do a lot of, like, uh, you know, FanDuel type of stuff or, or Yahoo's, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. I, I enjoy that type of stuff. But, I mean, if you could just... It's fun. You put 10, 15, 20 bucks on a spread, and then you, all of a sudden you're really interested in a game you'd have no interest in watching whatsoever. That's why that's why football, the NFL is so popular. It's because people bet it. Big part of it. A lot a lot of people don't actually care. Big part of it. About like the games themselves. They just care about the spread. And now we're going to have 17 games. Yes, which NFL players seem to actually not be very happy about. I don't uh, which, blame them. Which I can understand. I'm not happy about. It's it. just a money grab. That's sure that's it is. that's all that's all it is. And I think I think as far as I mean, you know it's funny. You never can we never can have the saying now can uh, this team go 500 and make the playoffs? Can't say it anymore. Uh, that's true. Because they they could only be eight and nine or nine and eight or whatever. Um, unless but, they tie. Yeah, unless they tie 
freaking Eagles last year. Um, but I think I, I think as far as, as far as the marijuana conversation is concerned, I mean, I think I think the state's going to benefit from it in a lot of different ways. And as far as Cuomo's concerned, it's a big one for him because it gets his names in the storylines for something not sexual assault related. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a lot of folks believe that that's part of the plan. I, would, I, yeah, uh, I mean, it but, doesn't take know, a rocket scientist to figure that out, but still. Well, and another thing that bumped his big headline off was um, the other day we had the other big headline, 30-plus now eligible for vaccine. Yes, thank goodness. The, the floodgates are opening. Yeah, and I got my uh, second shot on Friday. Yes. Went pretty well. And Joey, Some, by, by midnight, was like, uh, I don't I had, feel so good. I had my Michael Jordan flu game on Friday night here at work. Um, <laughs> Did but, you really? You didn't yeah. I no, I actually went home and I I had a, a fever of 101, um, but that actually luckily broke pretty quick. But when yeah. I was here at work around like 10 o'clock, right, and you know 10 o'clock is honestly when things are yeah. really going. You're going 110 miles an hour. I said to Ben, I said I don't feel right, and like I kind of felt lightheaded. Um, and then John Coyer was here and he was calling me a wimp. And then I told him <laughs> afterward, I said, John, I had a 101, de- 101 degree fever while I was here. And he's like, you wimp. <laughs> so he had no sympathy for no, me. No, apparently not. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fever broke pretty quick. And then for Saturday and Sunday, it was just a lot of aches around my shoulder and neck area. Oddly enough, like actually like right, uh, I'm, I'm pointing to like right where your shoulder starts to become your arm. It was really in that area, which was very strange. But I've heard people now complain about, like, their, their calves and their ankles, actually. Like, things like that even hurting. So, really? hmm. Which shot did you get? Uh, Moderna. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean... I had Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Well, what I've heard with, with people... Uh, two things. People in your age demographic, not so... I have not heard many things about side effects and second of all i've just heard that also too it, it seems to really if like benro and myself's age like that's what it seems to be really affecting more than i i haven't heard many people your age like including my dad he had no he, he was you yeah. your dad my dad and and, and your and yourself well, are very close young, in age younger people your immune system is more hyperactive uh-huh. well the thing yeah the, i guess i guess what it's like is your immune system is fighting it which is good it shows you have a strong immune system and then eventually it takes a knee and it lets the medicine do its thing but in the meantime, to let it get to that point, it is a little frustrating. But luckily enough, my fever passed, I mean, before the night, before, you know, Friday night into Saturday morning, however you want to word it. Um, it was pretty was quick. it you that told me you had kind of like a, a bit of a headache in the back of your... Yeah, it head. went from the front to the back and then down into my... It was almost like a weird, like, I don't know, some creature was Energy. inside of me. It's like, well, okay, yeah. now we're going to hurt your front of your head, then your back of your head. Now we're going to go into your neck and shoulders. <laughs> right, but they said it was <laughs> short term, though. It's like right? a sea urchin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was basically... So I got the shot on Friday, my arm hurt, um, then the fever... For a little bit, um, pounded a lot of fluids. Um, but it's better than getting COVID. Exactly. Saturday came. It was. I was really tired. Sunday felt a little bit better. By Monday, I was good to go. It's um, like that scene in Star Trek Two where they stick the like worm earwig thing into that Joe's was ear. Wrath of Khan. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, it just swirls around you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Come on, oh, that Jeremy. was frightening. Yes. <laughs> but speaking of, um, I was good to go on Monday. Monday was a very special day for Plattsburgh State. Um, they actually hosted their first sporting event yes. in, over a, in over a year. 
Shout out to the men's lacrosse team. Came away with a dominating 13-3 win. I was there taking photos. Ben Watson was there uh, uh, reporting on the game. He for whatever, the, coach caught, the weather was pretty good. The weather, the weather, it was very sunny, but it was actually cold. Ooh, I had a, cool. I had a hoodie and a, and a, and a winter jacket on because the wind was whipping pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was really fun to uh, see Plattsburgh State Sports back yesterday. Um, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Yesterday I was actually out covering um, Plattsburgh State Softball, taking some photos there. Um, congrats to Sam Van Dorn, uh, first-year coach at Plattsburgh State yeah. Softball team. Wins their first two games, both in pretty exciting fashion. So um, super excited for uh, for her, and uh, hopefully we'll see the women's lacrosse team get going soon, as well as the baseball team. Poor baseball team can't catch a break. I think they've had three or four different games postponed for various reasons, and now it's going to snow, so that might set them back even further. Um, <laughs> yes. But that's that's the problem with playing baseball in Plattsburgh sometimes. Yes, it's just you, ne- you never know. I, I was Chris Dory told John Coyer, who wrote the preview for the Plattsburgh State baseball team that will be out shortly, um, Chris said if it snows, he's going to have all 40 of his players out shoveling Chip Cummings Field so they can try and play on Saturday. So... That yeah. will they won't need to practice. They'll just have you know shoveling experience. I, I wonder how many major league major league baseball home openers will be affected by the snow. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, being a Yankee fan, I naturally looked at the weather in the Bronx for tomorrow. It's not supposed to be raining or snowing or anything, but there's a nice uh, brisk twenty mile an hour wind that's supposed to be like whipping throughout the whole game. So, and it looks like it's supposed to be upper forties. So. That's pretty chilly, especially for those players who are all kind of in warm weather, grow up in warm weather areas. They're not, and they're just coming from Tampa, Florida. So most yeah, of them, spring training, either there or Arizona. But yeah, definitely exciting for uh, Major League Baseball to get started too. Why do I have this classic image of like old timey people at like a baseball stadium? They're all bundled up in like a bunch of blankets. Yeah, because it, hap- it like. happens usually like every every first couple. Of, Every first couple of days of the season each year, for sure. Instead of buying uh, a $13 beer, you buy a $10 hot chocolate. (laughs) Yes, that's that's exactly it. And speaking of of, uh, baseball season, I um, I, uh, had a second fantasy baseball draft, and the second one included John Coyer. He's in my league league this year. John there was, was a lot of sniping going John on. John was furious at me <laughs> yesterday because, so, I had the second pick in the draft, and he had the third pick. And this was all computer generated. There was no picking of orders or anything. I wanted to get Garrett Cole in my first pick. And somehow, the guy who was actually ahead of me, I was like, no way he takes Garrett Cole. There's, like, all these different players out there. He took Garrett Cole. And I was like, no. So I took Jacob, <laughs> so I took Jacob DeGrom. And then I hear Coyer go, no! <laughs> and he wanted Jacob DeGrom. So he's like, you sniped me. And I was like, yeah, I did. And he's like, I'm mad at you. <laughs> did he walk out? No. Well, at the end of the night, no, he didn't walk out. But at the end at the end of the night, the last uh-huh. thing he said to me was, I'm mad at you. Yes. And he just, he just walked out. And I said, don't be mad at me. Be mad at the guy who took Garrett Cole the first pick. There's a famous story about John Corey walking out of a fantasy baseball draft. Did he? Oh, I might have heard this, but go ahead. No, no. Um, you, you have to ask. Okay, I'll have to ask him. Legend. It was actually pretty fun. We we took a little bit of time. It was um, at Bob Grady's house. Oh, jeez. I oh, 
Okay, I'm definitely going to have to ask him about that. But No, I still remember. Yesterday, yesterday I came in early on purpose because I knew I was going to have the fantasy baseball draft. Took a little bit of time and Coyer came in and, and he did his fantasy baseball draft here too because he was working on the Plaster State baseball preview. And Yeah, you got to enjoy some funny commentary throughout. I do still remember coming in on like random Saturdays sometimes over the years and there will be like... 15 people in the break room. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, fancy baseball. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there used to be a huge press Republican league. In this room, too. Yeah. Were you, um, ever part, were you ever part of it? I was. I was. I won the championship in 91. Oh, really? 1991. <laughs> okay, yes. My team was called the Cumberland Head Fairies. <laughs> hey, I like that. Mine. So one of my fantasy team names is Italian Stallions, naturally, mm-hmm. and then the other one is uh, Savages in the Box, which is inspired by the Aaron Boone rant in 2019, <laughs> where Brett Gardner was also oh, bang- yeah, yeah. banging his Stallions. bat on the yeah. on the dugout. And my team logo is actually Aaron Boone yelling at the umpire. Um, so I think that was pretty funny. But I'm super excited for baseball season. But you know what's great? Baseball on a Sunday. And you know what's also great? Ben, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> Is you better Sunday. You be- I was thinking the good pun, but I can't think. Okay, of okay, you do not. I thought you didn't know what I was talking about. That would have been bad. What a terrible transition. But no, yes, the Sunday special, the newest addition to the Press Pumpkin family. Yes, yeah. is that we debuted it this some weekend. It is a um, well, I kind of compared it to Reader's Digest a little bit. Is <laughs> the fact that it's a very readable, very easy to digest thing with some little articles and you know, and something refreshing on Sunday. So, it's got a well, um, it's got mixed things. It's got horoscopes. It's got a little recipe. Um, bringing back the popular food page. A local story. It's got the mainstay on the front is um a local story. Um, and again, it's not a huge like you know. Um, takes an hour to read kind of thing. It's just like a little 10-minute read to um, get your um, your Sunday started. And so far, the feedback has been strong for it. And um, is that, again, it's just something that, um, as it was pitched to Joe and I to, you know, kind of invent this, is that we were just thinking of something that on Sunday, it's a day of rest. <laughs> you just kind of want to wake up, you know, scroll through a bit and kind of get your day started. So I think it's it's refreshing. I like it. Yes, it's a nice little product. Um, and it's one of the things, one of an example of one of the ideas that we've been trying to implement here for the past year or so, um, you know, to make the Press Republican better. Yeah. I mean, we always strive for better and we want to serve our readers, our customers, and the region as best we can. And that is one little way we can do it, along with this podcast Mm -hmm. and some other uh, things we've been doing since, uh, uh, well, for the last couple of years. Well, can I tell one little story about it? It's just the fact that I find that, and maybe Joy can add on to this, is the fact that I find it's a very internet-inspired thing. Because it's so short and quick and just little kind of snippets and that kind of thing. And I always think about the fact that I heard from my mom that my grandpa, he used to get like the, oh, he, they grew up in New Hampshire. He used to get like the four major New Hampshire newspapers delivered to the house. Mm. And that he would, on, you know, the morning with his coffee, he would sit down and he would consume all four from front to back. That's a Sunday tradition. I mean, yes. yeah, everybody does that. It's and a, you get to but make... then there was one time a while ago. Now, everyone, you know, you can keep your confession to yourself. But it's the fact that when you make the paper, 
when you read the paper already the night before, you don't necessarily all wake up the next morning and read the paper all over again. No. <laughs> so is that reading the press publican like just sitting down casually is something that I don't do every day, don't do super often. But then there was one time that I picked that I I, I subscribed to, you know, a couple of different major newspapers, the Washington Post, New York Times, that kind of thing. And to buy a physical one and to read one of those things from front to back, that's like your entire morning right there. Yeah. And so I always think, is how did they do it back in the day? Like when you could only get the news from the newspaper. Yeah, people would just sit there and turn the pages. And it's like a buddy of mine when we were in exhausting. college, we had an idea. We thought because um, back then they used to deliver bundles of the Washington Post, New York Times, Boston Globe to mm-hmm. the area. Um, we were going to. Um, Offer Sunday morning paper and a dozen donuts <laughs> to people who wanted delivered to their house. Um, not the local paper, the mm-hmm. the major ones. And we thought we could do well because there was a market for that. People mm-hmm. would love to get the Boston Globe and a dozen donuts sure. and sit home and read it. Oh yeah. Um, but going back, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like that. But going back to these ideas that we've been doing. Uh, um, I th- I personally believe these kinds of things that we do are a big reason, or many reasons, why the Press Republican was recently named the most improved newspaper for CNHI chain. Oh, uh, good. Putting the air horns here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. It really is a great honor. There, we were chosen out of more than 90 papers in the chain. Um, as improving in all aspects of uh, um, news reporting, uh, enterprise reporting, uh, uh, digital platforms, um, everything. Sports. And, uh, sports. Absolutely sports. <laughs> and it, it really is a big honor, and it's a kudos to the staff, everyone here, including you guys, for a tremendous effort because to win something like that, most improved, during a pandemic, <laughs> to me, I, that's a really big deal. Yes. A lot of businesses now, struggle. A lot of businesses improving right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them went, some went under. Yeah. Um, and we not only survived, we flourished. And that's a testament to everybody's attitude, effort, and abilities. And I'm very proud and very pleased uh, that, to, that we won that award. And, you know, it like I said, it goes back to... You know, we got to keep. We always try to think of new and better ways to to serve our public. And yeah, <clears throat> glad to do it. No, I I think it's def- it's a true team effort because like if you take one piece out of the the cog of everything, yeah, mm-hmm. it it falls apart for the most part. Um, you know, there's always ways to kind of pick up steam and uh, figure figure out different things because we've had to do that. But it's a true team effort. It is a challenge. But I read something the other day. I can't remember where I read it. But one newspaper somewhere, um, Midwest, I think, um, had been struggling. They decided to print an entire blank front page Mm -hmm. to show the community this is what it would be like if we weren't around. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Which... I don't know. That's, that's a little bit of grandstanding, if you ask me. I think I, if I, if we were to do that, if if somebody were if somebody were to say like, "Hey, let's do that," I would say no. That's very egotistic, in my opinion. Yeah, but the message <laughs> is one I think we can appreciate. Um, yeah, you know, because I think I read since two thousand four, there have been almost two thousand newspapers that have closed mm. in this country, mm. which is frightening. 
um, uh, so obviously we want to forge ahead and uh, keep newspapers going and keep them strong because it's important. Oh yeah, and again, it's that you know, um, from the um, the days of my grandpa to the days nowadays, waking up with the Earth News is. And a box of donuts. And a box of donuts. Who doesn't like a box of donuts? I might honestly, like, we've talked about donuts so much. Like, after we get done recording this, I might, like, just go and get some donuts. The press Republican donuts. I might, I might get a donut yeah. or two. Were donuts in the food bracket? No, not this year, because they did really, really poorly last year, and that sent me a really? message. Yeah. I, I'm surprised, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Granted, they went up against chocolate chip cookie in the first round, <laughs> so that might have... But, I mean, like, a donut versus a chocolate chip cookie, I think it's a pretty competitive matchup. It right? is. Like, I don't I don't think that's a... But it was a blowout. I mean, chocolate... Donut, clearly, it had more than one hole in it. That was for sure. <laughs> it, it was a sieve. Um, it was letting everything through for playing hockey. Well, before we slip into any bracket talk or wrapping up, is um, so the Sunday special, if you have a subscription, <coughs> yes, it comes to your um, your device, you know, your iPad, your computer, your whatever, um, the same time as a normal um, issue of the Press Republican will. So yeah, no, a- Sunday morning, absolutely. And I, <clears throat> I was just going to um, add on as far as like being most improved and all that. I think, and then newspapers shutting down. I think I think the main recipe for success is reinventing yourself and not being complacent in what you do and you say well we've done it we've done it this way forever well sometimes things change and you have to change the way you do different things and um each day it's an evolution here honestly uh it's there's different things going on you got to figure out different ways to do something sometimes because you don't want to drive the the work the workload sometimes outmatches the workforce mm-hmm. and you have to acclimate and we've done a really good job at that and Joe you've done a really good job um, being the leader overseeing this bunch of I don't even know what to call it anymore. <laughs> um, bunch I'm of sure, cahoots. I, I don't know, bunch of, yeah, a bunch of cahoots. I like Outstanding that. professionals. Yes, I was going to say like I don't, I don't even know, but. We're just a bunch of misfits at times, I guess. But we kind of put ourselves together, and we, we have fun at it. And we do our we do the right thing. But you allow us to do that, too. You allow us to have that creative freedom. And I think that's really important because some of this stupid stuff that I've done, like sports food <laughs> madness, I, I don't know if there would be many people that would have allowed me to do it. But now we've seen the benefits of it. And you allow us to be creative in what we do, and that's a big thing. And that, well, I think Joe is of the school that if we're having fun making it, then hopefully people have fun. <laughs> yeah, and if you're having fun working too, that's a big. That's yeah, a big help. I, 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 you touched on a point. Um, um, th- what's the old saying? Um, because we've always done it that way is not a reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I always said, you know, I also coach girls in women's hockey and have for a long time. And I always tell people, you want me to be a good coach? Give me good players. I'll be a good coach. I guarantee we'll, we'll be successful. Good, play, good players so, have a good coach. And we have a good team right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have good players. And the best thing you can do sometimes is just don't get in their way. Yeah. And uh, let them do their thing. Encourage them. Support them. Um, so are you are you saying we're the Brooklyn Nets and you're Steve Nash and you just roll out the basketball and let us play? <laughs> No. Is that it? <laughs> more, like, more like Red Auerbach. Okay, okay, I like that. It's great when you're a basketball coach. You just throw the ball out there and you say, "All right, go out, light up a cigar." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here I am. I can't tell if Joey's insulting Joe or complimenting him. Oh no, it's all good. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's, it's a it's a it's a compliment. It's a compliment. He's, I'm basically saying like Joe Joe's a good leader, but he's got a good team. And but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's it's nice recognition, but. 
at the same time i'm always with the mindset of like it's great to be recognized but like that's in the past and now we got to focus Put on the future now you got to focus april on 1st new month tomorrow yeah. new day now you got to focus on the future and and just yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah, ahead yeah, yeah. and with that in mind a couple things that i wanted you guys to talk about a little bit one that i saw last night was um arcades and fun zones and yes. different things like that are back you guys want to talk about that briefly is that it um it's a good sign of you know the times are turning yeah a little bit of normalcy yeah is um is the fact that i did notice as um mckenzie reported is that people um have been calling these places asking hey when can i get in and i mean heck you know um as they said you know um birthday parties you know kids things and that kind of thing it's it's uh, again a part of american life that's good to come back so no absolutely and and i and i wanted to we didn't really touch upon it as much because i kind of talked about my like covid shot but um people 30 and over and then next week starts six, 16, 16 uh-huh. and over yeah. correct i think that's that's a huge huge sign of good things to come with more people getting vaccines in their arms uh, and i and i really hope that people take advantage of it if they feel safe obviously and if they feel comfortable doing so um but i think personally um what if, if it's any help to anybody who might have any hesitancy the first shot didn't have any issues joe didn't have any issues the whole time ben and i had some issues with our second shot but nothing that you know put us out of commission for an extended period of time um, it's worth it if it means that we, we can have a, a, a another level of security against COVID. Um, and, and hopefully we'll get to the point where there's vaccine and there's herd immunity and you put those two things together and maybe by next year we won't even be talking about COVID-19. I'm sure we will to some extent, but, you know, maybe we won't have to be worrisome as much. Yeah, it's still going to take a little time. Yeah. Um, but each day we, we get through, we get closer and closer. And let's hope... You know, uh, as you say, people still need to take precautions. Yeah. And still behave with common sense and courtesy towards others. And I will say, as far as the arcades and fun zones go, is that, speaking of which, all the names, we have the fun zone, we have the fun place. Hey, fun city. I got something to to tell you that I noticed today. Fun city is actually one word with a capital C. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So... We'll make note of that moving forward. Proofread, yes. <laughs> the Krusty Krab. Yes. The Krusty Krab. No, no, the Krusty, Funfair. The, the Krusty Krab has opened from COVID. <laughs> hey, I actually but, saw two episodes of SpongeBob were taking off streaming devices because yes. uh, they had like links to like a virus outbreak type Ooh, of thing. Whoa, Joey. The, the, the clam. Cancel culture. The clam flu or something like that. Not good. No. But I did um, pop over yesterday to the mall to grab a photo for that um, article mm-hmm. of um, the arcade in there, which, um, <laughs> number one, as I'm sure um, Joey has talked about, um, I think previously, is the fact that going to the mall, and Joe might have experienced this too, going to the mall in general nowadays is just kind of spooky. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, you know, it's a, it's it's synonymous with like gathering. Yes. And that uh, we've been so distant from gathering lately that to go and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to the mall. And then your brain's like, oh, I'm going into the mall. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> feels I have like, not been there since COVID. Yes, it feels like some journey into a dangerous temple or something like I, that. I've, <laughs> I guess I've been to the mall, but I haven't like walked through it because, you know, I've gone to Dick's Sporting Goods. I've gone to Best Buy. Stuff you can reach Target. from the outside. But yes, uh-huh. but yeah, Target. But like I've gone like just from, yeah, exactly, from the outside and then checked out Ollie's. Um, that was interesting. They but, had the most impressive thing about Ollie's is they have I don't know what 
I don't know how you would do this, but they have like <laughs> industrial sized carpets, like carpets that you would put in a huge office rolled or something, up. rolled up, and they go all the way up to the ceiling. Oh, that'd be awesome! And I think to myself. What what would happen if I actually told somebody, hi, I'd, I'd like to buy that? Like, how would I take that home? <laughs> I like, swear, can I put it into your car? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, my truck has a decent tailgate, but, I, you know, if it's like five, six, five feet out, you got to put a red, I mean, I would have to put about a million, like, red little tape flag things on that for it to drive home. I, I, I was just laughing at that. I, I, I would actually be, I'm sure it's probably, like, you say you want to buy it, and then they like ship it to your house Absolutely, or something. Yeah. But just the fact that they're in the store, it's like, and they're wrapped up, and they go, "How do you even? How can you even tell?" Like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny, though. Can, you, ima- did, can you imagine just walking through the store, taking that? Oh, excuse me, excuse me, just taking that home. <laughs> but I did pop into the arcade, and um, you know, it felt like a safe enough experience. Mm. There weren't too many people packing it. And honestly, hey, if you want a nice, quiet time at the arcade, yeah, now is the time to go. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, arcade game? Um, of all time in general? Yeah, anything. Dig Dunk. What's that? Oh, yeah. Yes, the one where you go around and you're basically digging underground and then you have like this air pump and you shoot at the bad guys and you like pump them up until they blow up. Classic. Yeah. Is the arcade in the food court area? Yes, it is, where it's always been. Which, as I thought, is, you know, it's nice that of all the stuff that's changed from COVID. Still got so, the arcade in the food court. Are any food, Spe- are any Speaking of which, no, is that that's the other speaking. Yeah. There's only like two food places in the food court. Now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Sparrow's still there? Yes. Surprisingly. You can get a New York slice. <laughs> my, my mom and I always talk about the fact that of all the places that survived, Burger King, Taco Bell, you know, Sabaro's. <laughs> what is your take corner. on Sabaro's pizza, Joe? I don't mind it, but I it's a little pricey. It yeah, is. it is pricey. But I, that's the craziest thing. People crap on it. I don't think it's that bad. I, no, it's, it's, no. It's not, I mean, it's not crazy good or anything yeah. like that, but it does, it, it's more I pizza. like the price, though, because when I want to feel fancy in the mall, I'm like, you know what? I've got splurge on sparrows. I'm going to get two slices of cheese. <laughs> I'm going to get two slices of cheese for 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, what's your favorite arcade game? Um... Oh. No, uh, <laughs> wow! Stop. What an insult! I used to love. There was this game called Zaxxon. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you shoot like lasers. Or mm-hmm. Okay, it was pretty cool. My two favorite. I don't know what the name of this one is, but you know, it's like a it's a sphere, and it has the lights that go around. Oh and around yes. and you have to hit the button, and if it's like lands like right on like, like the the actual or the button mm-hmm. is in line with you, get a bunch of tickets. I enjoy that one, and I also like ski ball a lot. Love ski ball. Favorite memory of ski ball was we had one of my friends. This well, God, it's probably at least fifteen years ago, 10, 15 years ago. We were at the arcade and we're like rolling them, and he got so upset he like chucked one, and it actually went like through the back, like it oh, it, no. it it like pierced the back and Oops. went through. And the uh, arcade manager came over, just some kid, and he's like, "Who did that?" And I, 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 I was like, him. <laughs> and he's like, geez, way to sell me out. And the guy, and the guy goes, what, what prize do you want? Because I've never seen that happen before. And I was like, no, you, you, can't, be, you can't be complimented for that. That's so awesome. I thought that was pretty funny. I guess it just doesn't happen a lot, but um, mm. that can actually happen. And yeah, no. People are aware. Of don't it. don't throw your bowling balls and don't throw your ski balls. <laughs> that was yeah. right. I I, I, told, I totally sold them out. I was complete, <laughs> complete, complete him, complete narc. But he did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not me. Not me. 
But yeah, I mean, lots of things going on. I'm super excited for Plastic City Sports to continue on. We're actually, winter sports are now done, which is exciting. Basketball just finished up. Um, We'll see a short volleyball and football season uh, for high school, and then we'll get into all the traditional high school spring sports and Plastic State sports will then wrap up, and then high school spring sports will wrap up, and before you know it, it'll be June. And we'll be talking about kids graduating and hopefully... In person graduation. Yes. I wonder if we'll have another June like we did last year. If I have to do another story about a driving graduation (laughs) first or or any time. June was the month from hell. Oh, that. (laughs) I think we had nine special pubs. Yes. Most notably the grad tab. Yes. Yes. Which Ben and I laid out how many mugs do you think? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. I think it might have been almost a thousand. I mean, you want to talk about playing mugshots on a newspaper page? We did a lot, but good. Yeah. Any, anyways, you can listen to like we said. You can listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and you can find it on our uh, also on PressRepublican.com, and you can find it on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. Um, and yeah, other I than, can listen to this podcast on my new Apple phone. Yeah, Ben Very can nice. listen to it on his cherry, uh, cherry. You know what yeah, that looks yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like Coca Cola. Yeah, um, I can see that. A little, little bit of that. But Joe, you and I, like, we just have lame phone cases I now, guess. too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're Ben's, well, Ben's ahead of us, but. Go ahead and sign us off, Joe. Well, thank you very much, and thanks to everybody for listening. And may I say to all those who celebrate, happy Passover, happy Good Friday, and happy Easter coming up on Sunday. And thanks again, and we wish everybody a little week's ahead.